0: You're listening to the Live Free Now podcast, bringing you the news, views, tips, and tools you can use to live a free, prosperous, and healthy life. Find us online at livefreenow.show. And now your host, John Bush. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Live Free Now Show, bringing you the news, views, tips, and tools you can use for a free, prosperous, and healthy life. I'm your host, John Bush. I wanted to take a moment before we get into the podcast today to give you some announcements and some updates. And I want to thank you if you are a new subscriber. I just did a really good interview with James Corbett. He started a new segment called Solutions Watch, and I had the opportunity to talk to him about the Freedom Cells Network, freedomcells.org. Freedom Cells are small, decentralized mutual aid groups, approximately eight people working together, linking up with other small groups to form a larger group, and then those groups link up with other groups to form an even larger group. It all remains decentralized. Folks work together on common goals. uh, Essentially what our our goal is is to create a free society as the status society crumbles all around us. He had me on his podcast recently, got to talk about that and the Greater Reset, so if you just subscribed or if you're new to the Live Free Now show uh, because you're a James Corbett follower, I want to welcome you and thank you for tuning in. I haven't done a podcast uh, in just a little bit, had some changes go on in my life, starting to find a uh, center again, so... Expect some more podcasts to come out. We are interviewing Foster Gamble of Thrive, if you've seen the Thrive documentary. Just put out another one, Thrive 2. Super powerful, potent, free energy, decentralization. They get into the nitty-gritty of um, voluntarism, which I think is super cool because they're spot on with the solutions. But uh, that's going to be on Thursday. And then, of course, check out the last podcast if you haven't already. Derek Brose and I announced The Greater Reset, which will be taking place January 25th through the 29th, approximately 6 to 9.30 Central Standard Time. It's going to be virtual. There's also going to be some in-person events, like in Mexico, Zihuatanejo, I think you pronounce it. Derek's hosting an event down there. You can fly down, $30 tickets. There's folks all across the globe that are going to be hosting watch parties. The Greater Reset is our response To the World Economic Forum's Great Reset, which essentially is a marketing plan for New World Order 2.0, greater centralization, shifting the relationship between government and individual, totally reworking how business works, and there's a crazy panopticon surveillance society element to it called the Fourth Industrial Revolution. Well, we're putting together this little activation. We're calling it not a conference or a festival. It's an activation. The goal is to give people practical solutions and get them activated. Check that out at thegreaterreset.org, thegreaterreset.org. Okay, I just wanted to give an introduction to the podcast that I'm bringing you today this was a segment that i recorded as part of the seventh annual freedom cells international conference call this time there was like 175 people on this call it's the biggest one that we've had we tried to have them like quarterly or so and i presented some advice tips and strategies on how you can organize local freedom cells in your area specifically surrounding meetings Integrating the website, freedomcells.org, and some telegram groups as well. We're having great success here in Central Texas. It's so cool to see 60 people showed up to our last meeting, 45 the one before that, 40 the one before that. It's growing and growing. So there's people out there that are thirsty for solutions, and we are super excited to bring you guys the Freedom Cells Network as a solution, people working together, coming together for common goals, common purposes, and finding more freedom in their lives. So, without further ado, I'd like to bring you this talk that I gave. It's approximately 20 minutes or so. It's all about tips and strategies. So, if you haven't joined the Freedom Cells uh, website, or the Freedom Cells Network, go to freedomcells.org. Put yourself there on the member map and see if there's people or cells in your area. If there's not, then it's up to you to be a leader and to find people in your area and to spark up the Freedom Cells movement in your hometown. All right, folks, again, this is John Bush. Real quick, shout-out to our sponsor, uh, mybravebotanicals.com, mybravebotanicals.com. Of course, we do the Kratom. You can get a free ounce at freeounceofkratom.com. But we recently launched Delta 8 Gummies and Delta-8 flour and Delta-8 vapes. Delta-8 THC is an isomer of Delta-9 THC, which is the cannabinoid in cannabis that people are familiar with. Gets you high, right? That's the thing that people have been smoking on since the good old days. Well, Delta-8 THC, it's an isomer, so it has all the same atoms, they're just molecularly different. And so the effect is a little more subtle than the Delta-9 THC with less paranoia, less anxiety, but it's definitely more impactful and it feels good, more so than the CBD. So we got the gummies. That's the most popular. They're 25 milligrams. Um, if you're new to them, maybe take half of one. If you're an experienced cannabis user, take a full one. You won't be disappointed. Like I said, feels great. So you can go to mybraebotanicals.com, mybraebotanicals.com. Click on the CBD THC menu item. And pick yourself up some goodies, right? The whole world's going to hell in a handbasket. We're over here chilling, loving life because we're feeling good. And and we're solutions oriented. So without further ado, here's some of the solutions, how you can build the Freedom Cell Network in your local area. Okay, welcome to Live Free Now Show and the 7th Freedom Cell International Conference Today, I'm multitasking, killing two birds with one stone and presenting to a group of 167 people and also recording a podcast. So I would like to share with you guys some strategies that I have learned, some best practices uh, just in the past three months as far as how to effectively organize uh, your local network. So I live here. Just uh, east of Austin, Texas, just on the inside of the city limits, and we have a pretty significant liberty community from the good, good old Ron Paul days back in 2007. There's a lot of crypto folks, voluntarists, agorists, a lot of spiritual people that are into yoga and art and it's a great eclectic mix of people that are all tired of complaining and really looking forward to building and they're focused on solutions chances are in your area there are plenty of people you just have to find them that are also interested in solutions um you know the smaller the town maybe some more conservative areas might not be the case maybe some more progressive and, you know, big government Democrat kind of areas might not be the case, but you can find on the outskirts of most political movements and networks, there tends to be people that are a bit fed up with the status quo and that are looking for alternatives. And so uh, regardless of where you are, really, it's up to each and every one of us to take on a leadership role in order to go find more people. One of the common complaints that people have when, joining the Freedom Cell Network is they'll go to freedomcells.org, they'll sign up, they'll put a pin on the website. You can put your own address, although I would advise perhaps putting a park down the street or a local coffee shop. And they say, hey, I'm the only person in my area. What's up, guys? And they're like, damn it, Derek, why don't you have more people in my area? Um, Some people are like that. And then Some people say, hey, there's a couple dozen people in my area, and I've tried to organize a meetup, but nobody wants to show up, or nobody's willing to meet. Well, these, rather than being problems, are simply signals of an opportunity, an opportunity for us to step out of our comfort zone if you don't have a history or experience with organizing. And to learn a great skill and tactic, as we've discussed already on the call multiple times, uh, networking and community is absolutely critical for our success, our freedom, our thriving in the future. And this is only becoming more and more true as the tyranny and technocracy grows all around us. So for those of you that are feeling a little frustrated, see it as an opportunity to uh, broaden your horizons If you feel that you have historically been an introvert, now's an opportunity to step outside of your comfort zone and begin talking to people. Whenever you join the website or if you're on the Telegram chat, the main Telegram chat, there is a manual of sorts that I've put together and that we've crowdsourced information and insights about. And it has some great tips on recruiting people, where to go, farmers markets, Prepper meetups, the voluntarious meetup, gardening, homeschooling, whatever it may be. Uh, Also, whatever your flavor is and your vibe is, go where you can relate to people, right? And try to build shared value based on shared values. Um, So that's as far as recruiting and people. But I'm going to go through a few steps right here. I just jotted them down at the beginning of the call. But this is what I've been doing and we have been doing in Central Texas. And I think it's really been working. Um, I've been a a uh, leader, an organizer, and activist since 2002. So I have quite a bit of experience uh, in this vein, whether it's political action committees, starting nonprofits, grassroots police accountability movements. But the beauty of the Freedom Cell Network, something that I enjoy personally as a leader, is that one of the things that, that I need to focus on is getting the word out about what we're doing. And then when it comes to the actual organizing, it isn't the case that there's like a CEO of a business or an executive director of a political action committee or a board of directors. It's a decentralized open source grassroots community where it's bottom up all of the action and activity. And if there's something that someone's interested in or something that an area that someone wants to dive into or something someone wants to do, they don't have to ask for permission. It doesn't have to go through some sort of committee. They can present their ideas And they can run with them. And if there's interest, if there's excitement about it, then they can encourage other people to join them in their efforts, okay? And so for folks that are already leaders, for folks that are stepping into a leadership role, um, I think it's important to, because a lot of people in the anarchist community, they're like, we don't want leaders, right? Really, it's no rulers. But there's a natural human tendency for there to be leaders and followers. And that's okay. There's no problem with that. And I want to encourage you guys, and as I'll share in these 13 steps here, try to foster an environment where people are encouraged and feel comfortable stepping up and taking lead on things and taking the initiative on things and try to disincentivize and discourage a a situation where everyone is dependent on one or two people in order to get things done. Some of the political action committees I've been involved in in the past here in Central Texas, a lot of it, there was such a heavy emphasis on the executive director of the organization. And when they became tired and pulled back to deal with family or business or whatever, uh, the movement and the network of the organization really faltered quite a bit. So it's really up to us to ensure that the manner in which we are organizing and imparting and engaging in this activism, we are conscious of the nature of this network, which really is a horizontal grassroots led bottom up effort. So let me share these little tips with you guys and these steps that I've done here in central Texas. So, uh, well, really the first thing that the first step is to make a decision and to commit to say, I recognize that there's major problems in this world and I see the Freedom Cell Network and this manner of organizing and this solution as a very viable one. So I am going to right now make the decision and commit, make a commitment to myself that I'm going to pursue this area of activism and I'm going to grow the network. It's kind of a manifestation law of attraction. You commit. I got this. I'm going to grow the network, maybe set some goals. OK, so the first step besides that little stuff that's super important is to make a cell on the freedomcells.org website. Join the website, freedomcells.org, sign up, consider putting an alternative address when you do, do the map, and then create a cell, a regional cell, a local intercadre cell, right? For the purpose of these meetups that you, I'm going to encourage you guys to host, um, try to do like a regional thing, right? Like so we have Central Texas. And then as the network grows, there'll be meetups in San Marcos in, with the Hill Country cell over in East Austin and Bastrop. Right, so start with try to kind of conceptualize that you're starting with a middle cadre. If you have a super huge group, you would start with a meta cadre, but you're starting with a middle cadre, which is like a regional group of approximately 64 people. Ideally, you build that group, and from there, at each meeting, you encourage the creation of local inner cadre groups. Right, it can start with an inner cadre group and build out, or it can start with a middle cadre group and then deduce down into the smaller groups while maintaining the cohesion of the larger group, but really a lot of the action and a lot of the working takes place with the smaller group. Okay, so make a cell on the site. Make a Telegram group. Uh, Right now we're using Telegram as the predominant means of communication. A lot of people have been encouraging us to check out Element. We may switch to something that's more open source uh, down the road, but right now Telegram, there's a strong network effect. It's a great app, a great tool. A lot of people of like mind already have. So make a Telegram group. You can call it the Eastern Oklahoma, uh, you know, uh, I was at a, an uh, event, uh, Liberty Festival in spavenaugh Oklahoma, and was talking about, oh, there was someone from Oklahoma. There was someone from West Arkansas. There was someone from Southwest Missouri. And it was super cool to see that. And I was like, oh, wow. So you guys can have like a Oklahoma, Arkansas cell. And they're like, why would we call it the state, right? We want to move away from the state. We don't even want to identify as this state entity. So they want to call it like the Ozarks with the Ozark Ozark mountains there, there's bio regions, whatever. It it, it doesn't matter as much, but uh, try to do a regional thing, right? You make a telegram group, then you make an event on the site. One of the really superb functions that gives me a lot of hope and excitement is seeing all of the events that are listed on the website all across the world. Super cool to see that. So you make an event on the site. If you want, there's actually some controversy at our last meeting uh, about making events on Facebook. Some people were opposed to doing that. Um, I checked in with the audience. 14 people from the 60 person meetup had f- learned about it from Facebook events. So, just whatever works for your group, um, figure that out, right? Um, you can make it on social media. You can do meetup.com if you wanted. It could be word of mouth. It can be part of an existing meetup and an existing network or organization that's already operational in your community. Um, and then you promote it, right? You push it out, you invite people. You reach out to people, you share about it with people, try to go on a local radio show, local podcast, publish it on Nextdoor, whatever. Um, this is another thing that different people will have a different flavor on, right? I, my emphasis is get the message out to as many people as possible. Most people are gonna ignore it, but the people that are interested, the people that are on the outside, the people that I like to identify as the remnant, which is every single person on this call, we, are, we contrast ourselves with the masses The masses are the people that go along to get along. Sometimes they fail to even grasp complex concepts like non-aggression principle uh, or decentralization, right? Um, That's the masses. They never really changed the course of history. We're the remnant, the people that were spoken about in the Bible. I think it was the book, book of Isaiah, the folks that are going to pick up the pieces of society when it crumbles and rebuild anew. And that's exactly what we're doing. Society's crumbling all around us. We're not really waiting for a true downfall failure, right? Uh, it's failing all around us, so we might as well start our work now. But um, some people don't want to v- broadcast and they just want to keep it word of mouth. If that's the flavor, again, that's okay. There isn't a top-down uh, initiative or way that this works. Um, and then the idea is that we all share information with one another. So maybe there's a group that's broadcasting it all the time and they end up getting in trouble for hosting an event during a lockdown or whatever. Maybe there's a group that's doing it more, uh, grassroots word of mouth, but they realize that they fail to get off the ground or maybe they do get off the ground. The idea is that we share information across the network, which is what I'm hoping to do right now so that the entire network can, Uh, learn and improve itself right and so you have a cell like a cell in your body the health of this individual cell determines the health of the whole body just as the health of the whole body determines the health of the individual cell it's this reciprocal symbiosis that's a very beautiful thing so we share information best practices the point is do what you feel comfortable with consult with your fellow organizers if there's a initial team if there's an initial cadre Feel, feel out what everyone's comfortable with and just plow forward. One thing I should say, my advice would be not to overthink it. The most important thing is to get an event scheduled, to get the word out about the event, to get people to the event, however you do it. Don't overthink it. Don't let fear control and dictate what you do. That being said, don't be naive and foolish and put yourself in danger from state retaliation or whatever. But at the end of the day, everything that we're doing is not illegal right? We're not storming the Capitol building. Um, we are simply growing food, working with one another, creating homeschool co-ops, going to the gun range, so on and so forth. We're not insurrectionists or doing anything legal, so illegal. So keep that in mind if somebody feels a little overly fearful about progressing with a meeting. However, in some areas, if you, if you have a, a meetup, it may actually be illegal because you have more than 10 people. Consider doing it at a church. Consider making your home like a First Amendment church or whatever. I don't know. So uh, the next thing is to host the meeting. So you pick a date. I genuinely, I generally prefer to have at least two months, two weeks to promote things, but that's since expanded to like one month, the more time you have to promote it, the better. Ideally, this starts a monthly meetup. Um, However, because there's lockdowns and COVID taking place, a lot of people have fewer plans. So, you know, two weeks, three weeks should be sufficient. So host the meeting. Um, If it's your first time to host a meetup, again, this is an opportunity to step outside of your comfort zone uh, to broaden your horizons. Start the meeting by thanking everyone for showing up, introducing the concept of the Freedom Cell Network. You can pull some information from the manual that we have linked on the Freedom Cell website or on the Telegram pinned message. You can listen to some of the videos that myself and Derek have put out in order to understand how to communicate the idea. Don't try to overcomplicate it. Sometimes I fear I'm losing people when I'm talking about the nature of the eight groups and the middle cadre, inner cadre. What's most important is people working together. Okay. And then, Introduce the concept, maybe do a skill share yourself if you have some skills to share, or you invite someone to talk about privacy, permaculture, aquaponics, self-defense, whatever. And then ask the group, gauge the group. Hey, guys, let's break out into smaller groups, right? So say you have 30 people at the meetup. Let's break out into four smaller groups of around eight people. And let's dive deeper on some particular issues that the group is concerned with. What is the group concerned with? What do they want to focus on? I don't know. Let's talk to the group. Let's get the pulse of the network, right? If you have some ideas, hey, I want to offer up maybe permaculture would be good, maybe responding to vaccine uh, mandates could be a good thing. This is something that we've done at our meeting. I should say our first meeting had like 40 people. The next meeting had 50 people. The meeting after that had 60 people. So we're doing it. It's growing. And a lot of people, they don't have an opportunity to meet up with people in person or to hug someone or to shake hands. And so this is a really big thing. Um, people, we're like finding the other folks out there that kind of see that whether there's a virus or not, I know there's controversy over that. I think bros will be doing a discussion on that coming up with Andrew Kaufman and some other folks, Um, whether it's over-exaggerated or not, a lot of people are missing human connection. So to get out there and create an opportunity for people to connect with one another, shake hands, hug, talk in person, connect, right? Then um, that's cool. Another thing too, like, if there's folks that are wearing masks and they are someone that's high risk or they're uncomfortable or they don't believe as many people do about COVID being exaggerated or hyped, try to honor that and respect that, not crack jokes about wearing masks and stuff. Although I do, but it's because no one's wearing a mask, but uh, try to honor and try to meet people where they're at. Okay. So get consensus on the group as far as where those areas are and then break out into focus areas. So at our second meeting, the focus areas were permaculture, food production, food production, using land to create food. There was a sell on how do we respond to vaccine mandates, pressure, and social engineering. Uh, one of the big topics was transportation networks. Maybe we pitch in money as a community and we get some kind of timeshare on a private jet. Maybe we pitch in money and we buy some passenger vans and we allow people to check out the passenger van or someone starts a little business catering to the Freedom Cell Network, driving people inter- interstate throughout the United States. Um, there was a breakout on how to wake people up And recruit and find new people. Uh, There was a fourth breakout. It slips my mind right now. Then at the next meeting, we did the same. And then I went and made telegram groups for each one of those different focus areas. And I'll go into that here in a second. And then at the next meeting, there was someone that wanted to talk about privacy and encryption and using tools to protect. There are some folks that are interested in sovereignty and a loyal title and uh, challenging the jurisdiction of a court. Um, I think there's a lot of overlap in folks that are into the whole sovereign citizen thing, which I think is an oxymoron, but that whole line of utilizing legal precedents and understanding the true nature of the law in order to try to find freedom. I've always thought, just a quick side note, that with that strategy, make sure that you have network to back you up because oftentimes the courts, they don't care even if you do have a solid sound legal argument. They're the guys with the guns, so that's where you have strength in numbers so you can really – Opt out, right? So there was a couple more groups that were made, focus groups at this third meeting. So after the meeting, on the first one, I went and created these Telegram groups, and then in the Central Texas Freedom Cell Network Telegram channel, which has like eighty people, I created a pinned message that included links to those Telegram groups on those focus areas, so people could further deep dive, right? Additionally. Whenever someone created a more local cell, Central Texas is like Travis County and the surrounding counties and it doesn't have to be something concrete. It's just like, okay, if someone's close enough, let's, let's get them involved. Um, there was, there's already a Hill Country cell. There's a San Marcos cell now. So also on the pinned message, I link to these more local cells for people that are in that area to get involved. There's a Southeast Austin one. Then I link to all of these focus groups for people to go dive deeper in those areas. So from there, it's important if you take on a leadership role, right, um, to foster and encourage action, creativity, uh, communication. If you're going to be the admin of one of these groups, try to put a purpose in the pinned message. For example, we have a group of now over 800 people, the Global Freedom Cell Network, Organizing Freedom Cell Network group. And we encourage people, the purpose is to organize Freedom Cells and to connect people and also to strategize on how the Freedom Cell Network can bring about greater freedom in our lives and in our communities' lives. That's the purpose. We still have people sharing the latest tweet from Lynn Wood, who's like the the cat's pajamas these days, I guess, for a lot of folks. We have videos and YouTube videos people share. That's not what it's about. We've begun deleting that. And if people just continue or they get an attitude because we're like, Hey, we're trying to focus on this group. You can create a subgroup if you'd like. And if it's germane to the freedom cell, uh, strategy, then we'll link it in the pinned message, but make sure that things stay on topic. If you have a group of just 40 or 50 people, then you don't really have to step into that admin role. But as the group grows, you're going to want to stay more focused. And again, that's an area where it's up to your own pulse or the pulse of the lead organizers as to how, much you kind of crack down on people or as to how spontaneous order fluid you make it be. It's all up to you, whatever works for you guys. And so encourage discussion, uh, encourage breakout meetups in those particular areas, come in and check in on how things are going, help to facilitate action and activity. And uh, I think that we can really, really make some cool stuff happen where the rubber meets the road. Isn't in these monthly meetups, or these semi-monthly or every few months international conference calls, right? This is just an opportunity to do some pep rallies, to do some strategy sharing, to do some announcements. Really where the action takes place is in between these meetings, where it's up to you and your inner cadre and your middle cadre to come together to build a lot of stuff. Because I got to tell you, things are escalating very rapidly when it comes to tyranny technocracy and not only that so many people are so hostile and divided with one another whether it's Trump or Biden or wearing a mask or not wearing a mask in public that this human connection and the work that we're doing has never been more important in my opinion and so I hope that and sharing these ideas and sharing these strategies and sharing these tactics you guys can gain some inspiration and you guys can take these ideas and apply them in your local area all right that's my little piece thank you so much for checking us out and i'll pass it back to derek rose